We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. Following, following the following the journey into comics 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 network 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 production production Looking forward in time to view alternate futures to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict how many did you see 14,605 how many did we win Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast that's dedicated to everything nerd. With your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips, and introducing his new co-host, Tyler McLaughlin. You should have gone for the head. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics. It's Journey Into Comics 262. I am your host, Nate. Today, I'm all alone. Tyler's dad was in town visiting, and family's important, so I told him, hey, man, you go spend time with your dad. I'll take care of the podcast this week. Next week, we're going to get back to all of our amazing coverage of the House of X and the Powers of X. I promise there's probably going to be other news dropping as well. Today, I am going to be kind of taking a different approach. Now, usually, I sit down, I cover some news, I talk about this, I talk about that, I do whatever. Today, I'm going to focus on one thing, kind of. And we'll see if the conversation spawns out of this at all. This is just me on the fly, in the heat of the moment, coming to you with what I think is probably something that really needs to be talked about. And let's go back a little bit to last year. I had told you guys... I don't remember when it was. It's been a while. But I said, listen, if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, Titans is an amazing show. It's on the DC streaming service, and you need to get your hands on it, right? And I had watched all last season and watched the whole thing. And one thing that I remembered from last season was it was supposed to originally be 11 episodes. They made it a 10-episode series. And they had already filmed what they thought was the 11th episode, but they decided to move it to the premiere of season two. So it just shifts everything kind of off the pattern a little bit. So it was interesting because last year when you're watching the show Titans, it's essentially the story of Rachel, who's going to become Raven, as, as most of you probably know, if you know anything about the Titans or the Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go or Teen Titans Go to the movies or, you know, whatever. Uh, Rachel is kind of on the hunt for Dick Grayson. She doesn't know it's Dick Grayson, really. She just sees him in a dream, and it's in the sequence where his parents are dying. And she, like, feels his sadness and is is, is compelled to go out and find him, right? In that happening, they run into other people. There are former Titans members, Hawk and Dove, that return uh, to make a little bit of a, a splash in the first season there. Uh, they both lose viciously, and uh, almost die because the family almost kills them. Uh, he throws them off buildings and shit. 
you know, and when we, and you've also got Starfire, Coriander, who is uh, sent to what she doesn't realize is sent to kill Rachel, because Rachel's this evil force. But what happens was when you get to the finale is they like turn Dick evil, Dick Grayson evil, right? Oh, and another thing to mention is Jason Todd's an amazing character that gets included, and also Donna Troy. So you got like Wonder Girl and uh, a Robin. Uh, Beast Boy is in there, Garth is in there. So like they do a good job of using utilizing the cast and utilizing different members of the Titans lineage and history. That first season was really spectacular. Like it told a really great story. My only complaint was it was obvious they decided to cliffhanger the season finale and not give you full resolution to the story that they were telling in that first season. So while we were in Denver, they debuted season two, episode one of Titans. I did not get a chance to check it out. And then episode two came out because we were doing a show in Green Bay. I didn't get a chance to check that out. Then we were doing a show in Indianapolis and episode three came out. So episodes one, two, and three are all out for season two of Titans. And last night I thought, you know what? I'm going to sit down right now and I'm going to watch Titans season two. And I'm just going to catch up as far as what they've sent out. I'm going to catch up to the show. And uh, <clears throat> hopefully it's good enough to talk about. Now, part of that comes with the reason why the show's late today. You're like, hey, Nate, uh, it's four minutes and five minutes into the podcast here. You haven't told me why the fuck we haven't got our JIC fixed today, man. And we're fucking itching like Jane from Breaking Bad just trying to get the fix, you know. So, well, guys, like I said, I told Tyler, hey, man, take the night off. And it was like, what am I going to do for the show? Usually when he and I are together, the riffing is easier. We can brainstorm kind of the plan for the show. We have been recently doing the talks about uh, Powers and House of X. We've been doing a lot of Marvel coverage. And I thought, man, Titans deserves a little bit of a spotlight. So yeah, today we're really diving into this second season of Titans, you know, uh, first things first, we'll start with episode one, which was called Trigun. Now, this was supposed to be, as I had said a minute ago, the finale of season one. And, you know, that's not the case. It doesn't become the finale of season one. It becomes the premiere of season two. And it definitely sets things up with a bang. What you have is why, oh, I, you guys might be curious. Like, why did, why did, why was Dick evil? Well, in the previous season trigun who is uh rachel's father shows up and essentially he has to break her heart before he can kill her which means he can then have the power to take over the world right and in, in order to break her heart he has to break all of her friends and turn them and do terrible things so he gets in dick's mind and convinces dick in a in a fugue state that's not even real in like a dream sequence to kill batman and he does and it turns him evil. His eyes black out. He almost looks like Caecilius from fucking uh, Doctor Strange. But it's all black instead of like black, purple, and like shards of glass. So <clears throat> that happens to Robin. And Rachel and Garth escape. And they're like running through this house. That, that Trigun has kind of like blocked them off from everything else. And she sends a message telepathically out into the ether to Hawk, to Dove. Dove was in a coma. This wakes her up from the coma and brings them back. They go and find Jason Todd, who's in Wayne Manor. 
And they're like, I don't know why we fucking need you, but we need you, Jason Todd, come on. And the one thing I really like about the Jason Todd character is is that, you know, when you think about Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson was, like, broken and begrudgingly became the sidekick to Bruce and Batman. However, Jason Todd's kind of just like a, a really egotistical, egocentric asshole who does not give a fuck, who shoots his mouth off, and who's really really way too cocky for his own good. And I think that's one of the most dangerous parts about the Jason Todd character. And I have a prediction once we get a little bit further of what the, the maybe the plan or the plot or the play is going to be. Uh, but I, I think they have some big plans for the Jason Todd character. So anyways, they get uh, linked up. Uh, Corey was, I can't remember. I think she was, oh yeah, her and Donna Troy uh, come back. So it's like essentially like, uh, the new Titans, because you got Robin, Hawk, Dove, Starfire, and uh, Wonder Girl, right? And then in on the inside, you have Dick Grayson, Rachel, which is Raven, and then Beast Boy. And the guy, everybody on the outside is like, look, we have to go in and we have to save our team. So they, they think they get invited into this house by because there's like a portal that opens up. And they go through it. And they each go into their own personal nightmare. And much like how Dick Grayson fought and then kills Batman and turns him evil, every single scenario that you're being shown within this bubble is these characters being driven to murder and to kill and their darkness being released, okay? So you get Coriander, uh, Starfire, and her scenario is Rachel and Garth Finder and Rachel's like you have to kill me the only way to save everybody is just to kill me if you kill me he can't kill me that's the way to do it we have to, you have to kill me and she just does she's like I'm sorry Rachel and fucking burns her to ash and she turns evil like Coriander's eyes black out and she becomes evil and then you go to um, you go to Donna Troy next and it's like the day her dad dies in a fire and she sees the guy that set the fire in her apartment building and she just fucking beats him to death. She fucking beats him to death until he's dead as fuck. And then you had Jason Todd and it goes to his dream sequence and it's like him and he sees Batman is dead, which is kind of cool because it's like a carryover from, from Dick's sequence where Dick had killed Batman. Now you see Batman dead, but then Dick is in there and it's Dick versus Jason Todd and Jason kills Dick Grayson. And again, it turns him evil. Hawk and Dove, their story is a little bit different because it's just Hawk giving Dove drugs and then they just fucking do heroin and peace out and they both are evil. So it's like everybody's evil up against Rachel and Garth and everybody who is evil starts beating on Garth to kill him. And it's, again, to break Rachel's heart. And she's like destroyed about this shit, you know? And... She screams and she tries to fight back. Trigon fucking just rips her heart out and it kills her. She's lying there dead and Trigon becomes full demon, demon god as he's supposed to be from the comics. And uh, then takes her heart and turn and just like squeezes it until it becomes this like fucking shiny red ruby gem. And he puts it in her head like star like or like uh, Raven has. You know, Raven's got the fucking. Uh, almost a Mr. Sinister-like jewel in her head. So he, that's how Trigon gives Rachel her, her jewel, and it brings her back to life. But like she doesn't have a heart. It's in her head now, which is really interesting. I don't know how they're going to resolve that. They haven't talked about it yet. 
So she, you know, we think Garth is dead because Dick kills him. And then you see a snake slithering, and it's actually Garth. He has survived somehow, some way. Um, but then you know, the interesting thing is is that Rachel does all the snapping out of, of saving people or whatever. And the way she does it is, is very, 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 very smart because it takes you back to that first episode of the first season of Titans where here we are. She's like, oh, the reason I've seen Dick in my dreams is because I'm supposed to go there in his dream, and that's how I'm going to save him from this. And she's at the Flying Grayson Circus, and it's just him and her up on the thing. And she's like, look, if I, if I die, I die for real. Just so you know. Like, I'm going to try to save you right now. But if I die, I die for real. So if you don't save me, it's over. And she starts falling to her death. Boom, he catches her. And it brings him out of it, you know. And then she stops Trigun, and she uses her fucking crazy raven power to fucking destroy him. And she becomes like an atomic bomb. And honestly, I think that is where the first ep or the last episode of what would have been the season finale of last season should have ended. But then they they tacked on like ten more minutes of footage, which is the new stuff they filmed to kind of really inform their plans for season two. Because when Trigun is defeated, you know the ATF shows up. There are camera crews. There's you know all kinds of media presence trying to get the story. There are dead birds all over because he'd like he was essentially poisoning Earth and everything that his energy was touching was dying in a full every direction around him. You know, so they're having this like interview and talking about how like you know all that we can see is that there were some birds that been have been killed. Luckily, no one was injured thanks to this uh, masked superhero team. Jason Todd runs into frame and just yells, Titans are back, bitches! And then, um, you know, runs off. And then we go to somebody watching that feed. And they're watching this feed. And it's this old man with an eye patch. And he almost becomes stunned when he sees what he's seeing. He's almost crushed. And just seeing this Jason Todd kid who it seems he doesn't actually know say this thing about Titans are back, bitches. So he kind of changes his purpose, and you see him kind of divert. He goes from unshaven to not cleanly shaven, but to very trim and, and proper and, you know, nice and whatnot. And um, it looks like he goes back to this house, which is a bunker, with this gentleman who we haven't really fully been introduced to yet. They open the bunker, and it's Deathstroke's armor. And it, he's Deathstroke. It's Slade Wilson, and it's a whole armory. And the guy's like, look, I couldn't take this to the dry cleaners. They were asking too much questions about the blood, so I used lime juice and something else to clean it up. You know, it works every time. And it looks like this, like, clean, fresh, uh, you know, armor. But one thing we don't get fully until we start to get into episode two, but we're going to cut. We have to kind of, kind of, like tie the loose end here is that at the end of episode one of season two they kind of break the team up a little bit you've got hawk and dove coriander and donna troy who leave they take off dick takes the kids that's what he says i'm taking the kids with me so it's dick it's jason todd it's rachel and it's garth beast boy so they're taken off and coolly enough uh, where are they going? They don't know yet, but Dick goes and has a meeting, 
and he has a meeting with Bruce. And you get to see Bruce on screen. It's awesome because it's Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones. And, you know, he, he comes in to frame and they discuss things. And Dick essentially says, I'm thinking a lot about San Francisco, which leads Bruce to just almost be shocked. And they're kind of talking about Jason Todd and how he needs to grow and become a better Robin. And there's a lot of little, like, subplots they're building with this conversation between Batman and Dick. You know, Dick comes to to talk to Bruce and say that he's sorry for passing judgment and just quitting as Robin. And um, <clears throat> believes that Bruce did the best that he could for Dick as a kid. So that's a cool little seed that's being sown. You've got the, the whole thing with Deathstroke. Uh, Donna Troy and Coriander go to Chicago. Hawk and Dove go off into the wilderness. Episode over. Before we discuss further, I need to have a quick drink break. As you guys know, drink breaks are always brought to you by Poor360 every single Tuesday on the Journey Into Comics Network. You get them at journeyintocomics.com or get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others where you will listen to Poor360 amongst many other shows. Here's our drink break. I'm already on fire this morning. And what I mean by that is I feel like I'm talking very concisely and getting out what I want to say. But all at the same time, I just drank some coffee, so I'm really going to be buzzing here in a second, folks. Show's about to get real interesting. So anyways, <laughs> episode two is titled Rose. Now, I wasn't sure what angle they were going to be playing the, the title of Rose off of. If they were going to be mentioning there was some sort of specific Rose they were in a hunt for. If there was a character named Rose. Anywhere in between. So, with episode two... It's, you know, the Titans are still in Titans, or they, oh, I didn't even fucking, I forgot to tell you guys that, the Titans end up going to Titans Tower in San Francisco at the end of episode one, and they're kind of realizing where they are on the hollowed ground and whatnot, and in episode two, they're still there, obviously, they're starting their training process, and Dick and them see on the TV a girl missing an eye, fighting a bunch of cops on a rooftop. She doesn't look like she's a pro or anything. She jumps off this fucking building that should have killed her, and it doesn't. And Dick is just like, okay. And he goes and finds her. He tracks her down and finds her and brings her back to the Titans. And he's doing that, okay? And you get you get kind of jumping around of all the different Titans stories and everything that's going on. Raven's starting to have a hard time and struggle with her her raven that's inside of her, I guess. They're probably going to build to her calling at that right now. She's still Rachel, but just because I know her as raven, it's just, it's easier to say that. Uh, so, you know, you get to this point where it's, it's, like I said, it's going around and showing you everybody's different stories of what's going on. Donna Troy and Coriander in Chicago, they're working a beat. They're trying to find Shimmer. She's a villain. And they're, they can they actually do a good job of catching Shimmer. Um, the, uh, when Coriander go, go, goes to a hot dog stand to get some food, uh, Donna takes off for a second, says, I'll be right back. By the time she comes back, uh, Coriander is missing. And she's missing because somebody's taken her. It, it turns out to be the royal guard from her planet. They need her back. They need her as the queen to come back. 
And the guard essentially is like a lover of hers. They never were officially together, but they were lovers and they wanted to be together, but they couldn't because he was royal guard and she was a queen essentially. Uh, and he says, look, I need you to come back. And if you don't, they're going to kill me. There's no, if I, if I fail my mission, they will kill me. And she's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to come back. Okay. So that's a little setup with Coriander. Donna Troy is like, where the fuck did Cory go? I'm freaking out. Hawk and Dove are on this farm and they're, it looks like they're doing a good job to isolate and to be in recovery from being addicted to drugs because that was the big theme from them. They're addicted to drugs. They actually have problems with prescription painkillers and all kinds of other drugs because of the pain of fighting as superheroes. They've been beat down. They, their bodies are not the same and they need stuff to take the edge off essentially. So... They're doing their thing, and there's a new farmhand with them, and they're talking to him, and he's, like, in recovery as well, and they're like, you know, you're doing a good job, you just gotta keep up with it, like, the first step to recovery is admitting, like, the world's not gonna change for you, you just gotta change for yourself. And that's a little subplot. So then it kind of goes to the nighttime, and Hawk's asleep, Dove sneaks out. She's not supposed to be superheroing. They had agreed they were done with the superhero beat. Okay. So she sneaks back in and Hawk is awake and confronts her and she's like, I've been doing it for about a month. She had gone to shut down this meth lab where their farmhand had been buying his drugs. And she did shut it down, you know, and then their farmhand comes running in and they're like, what the fuck? And he just like bursts into light like his like his mouth just starts getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And they're like, oh, fuck, we got to go. And they run out and the house explodes, dude. Poof. And the reveal is that there's a guy who's been broken out of prison who we've seen in the Flash show, but this is a different iteration of the character, and I'm actually really interested that they brought this character out and makes sense to play this character up as a proper bad guy, Arthur Light, um, which in the comics, that, they actually made that character like a rapist, which is crazy, but that was like something they did with that character. And you know what's crazy is, They've shifted him to make him gross enough to where he doesn't even have to be a rapist in the show. He's fucking nasty, and I don't like his character. Just the way his language is, the way he interacts with people, you know, it's 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 different. It's definitely you get villain when you watch him. It's the guy who portrays Dr. Light does a very good job. <coughs> but he's essentially <coughs> arming people by just, like, fueling them with light, sending them where they gotta go, and they blow up. Well come to pass that Dr. Light is not working alone, nor has Dr. Light been broken out alone. Deathstroke broke him out. And now you have Deathstroke and Dr. Light working together. They have a focus. They're attacking the Titans. And things just kind of keep devolving. We learn about Rose. That's the character that Dick uh, brought back. He wants her to kind of be like, who are you? You know, tell me your name. Tell me who you are. And she's like, oh, I'm just Rose. That's it. You know, it doesn't really divulge too much information. Everyone else is really curious, like, who the fuck is this chick? Dick isn't doing his due diligence to check into her. But Jason, Todd, and Garth are, and they look into her, and they find her name is Rose Wilson. And when they find that her name is Rose Wilson, her dad comes up, and her dad just happens to be motherfucking Slade Wilson, also known as Deathstroke. So now the Titans have been confronted, and Jason Todd goes, no fucking way. Like, he actually knows. He understands the gravity of Deathstroke. Garth doesn't understand at all. He has no idea. 
Jason Todd walk or a uh, Dick Grayson walks in and he was just he's taken aback as well. He's like we got other problems. He calls the Titans because of this doc or the Titans call him and he just corrals the Titans. We got this Doctor Light thing we got to take care of together. He gets everybody in. Corey of course doesn't show up yet. Uh, I I might be mixing episode three a little bit too there. Uh, but I don't think I am. Oh no 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 because because episode three gets even even deeper because um with episode two the thing they do is they do a really good job of setting up this rose character is she good is she evil she can fight all the titans are training in titans tower the old titans are coming back and when they come back to titans tower they all are very traumatized and we're starting to find the backstory of this og titans team not teen titans the first titans hawk dove robin and Wonder Girl. Aqualad, I think, was also a part of that, which we've started to slowly peel back other characters that were part of that journey. Uh, they dive deep into the training, and you, like I said, you see that the, the old Titans are traumatized by being in this tower, and Dick kind of tells them they've also got this other situation. While they're taking care of Dr. Light, Deathstroke is also resurfaced and dick's like look i'll take care of it you guys don't need to fuck with it just go home like it's not a big deal and rose seems to kind of be a good guy and there was one moment in 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 the rose episode that i really loved where she's training with dick it's like towards the end of the episode and she's got a real katana and he has a fucking wooden bow staff and she and which is cool because it, it robin with the wooden bow staff he's used that before but in a very symbolic way, uh, she takes the sword and cuts the bow staff in half. So he has two like batons, which is more like Nightwing. So we're kind of getting a, a tease of Nightwing. We also want to mention Jason Todd's like, if I'm Robin, then who the fuck are you to, to Dick? And Dick's like, that's a good question. I'm not sure yet. Like, I don't know. And they're kind of picking at him like, you can't just be Dick Grayson. You can't just be a dude. You have to find an identity so you know and like i said raven is still dealing with this other shit and she actually calls Corey, and this is the the, the, t- the tipping point for Corey to decide what she's going to do about this call that her family needs her back on her home planet she's like no i'm not going because raven needs me rachel needs me and she goes to titan's tower as well so now the team is all back together and here we are we're one big fucking happy family all under one roof. There's a lot of different like subplots going on. I really do encourage you guys to check out Titans. Uh, not to say that we're done talking about the episodes, but I'm just, again, I want to reiterate that there are a lot of little things, the nuances that I'm not going to dive super deep into that you need to experience for yourself that really make this show extra. So we get to episode three, and episode three is called Ghosts. And this is where the Titans are talking about the past and their failures and their losses and not succeeding. And there was literal losses at the hands of Deathstroke. And they're they're staying on the same path. Their goal is to find Dr. Light, you know. And they spend a majority of the episode trying to figure it out, trying to hunt. The older Titans go to confront Dr. Light he kind of shakes him off. He almost gets defeated by him, but he, you know, if he blows up in front of a bus, all those people die, so can't have casualties. Dick makes the play to save everybody. Kind of pisses Hank off. He's a little bit hurt, 
So Hawk is hurt, and um, and again, it's that whole round and round of like, this is why we didn't want to come back, because this is the thing. This is the lifestyle that gets you addicted to the drugs. This is why we are in this mess that we are in. As the train of our existence is like, I'm making my presence known. Anyways, so they have this moment in the stadium where the whole entire city is blacked out with the stadium because that's where Dr. Light is recharging. They almost defeat him. They fail. Then there's this whole hunt. And uh, the Titans are still doing other work. And the, uh, the, the younger Titans are training. And Dick and Garth are trying to locate Dr. Light by using heat signatures. And Jason's like looking and they're looking on the map and there's like this little black down area and Jason's like why is that black down they're like oh because the you can't see the thermal heat because this is too far underground like you wouldn't get a reading and he's like you mean to tell me they don't have things that read heat sensors down in that level like wouldn't they and he's like oh yeah you're right let me just hack into this other system and I hacked into this other system and oh shit there's a huge energy spike that's got to be where Dr. Light is right so Jason and Garth go to this sewer to this tunnel to this uh i think it's in a in a subway station and they are gonna go figure out if they can find dr light and they're doing everything they can to find him and they split up and jason dot actually finds him and starts to fuck him up he actually nearly kills him he's like on the precipice of killing him he's punching and punching and punching and he's He's getting ready to go to do the death blow, and he hears something behind him, and he stops dead in his tracks. <clears throat> and he looks behind him, and it's motherfucking in full bitchin'-ass armor, Deathstroke. And then it cuts to Garth. You hear a scream. Garth runs back. There's a trail of blood. No Dick Grayson. Episode over. And it's just like, oh my god, there's so much going on to unpack. Did Jason Todd actually die by the hands of of Deathstroke? Is Deathstroke just going to utilize? And that's one thing too. There's a scene with Deathstroke that's very important. Doctor Light's like, what are we going to do? We're going to attack them all at once. We're going to separate them and attack them one at a time. And Deathstroke's like, no. What we're actually going to do is we're going to do nothing. We're going to freak them the fuck out. Until they start doing stuff that we can observe. We're going to see who leads. We're going to see who follows. We're going to see who the strong are. We're going to see who the weak are. And then we're going to take them out. Weakest to strongest. And fucking just destroy the Titans. And it's like brutal. And one thing, another thing I love about this show. Is that the fact that it is uncensored. It is mature. So there is full blown cussing. Lots of F-bombs. Lots of just all over the place. You know. It keeps it... <clears throat> Very, very real. So, if Deathstroke, if he captures Robin, he's not going to kill Robin. And this is where I think we're going to have a very interesting thing because I feel we could be getting the death of Jason Todd and instead of it being at the hands of the Joker... It's going to be at the hands of Deathstroke, and that's going to fuel Batman to become involved in this season a little bit more. It's going to fuel uh, 
Dick Grayson to officially take the mantle of Nightwing. He's not going to want to be Robin after Robin is dead. So Nightwing is going to be able to kind of flourish and come to life. Um, It's going to evolve Raven's character where she's going to unleash. And maybe she brings Jason Todd back or saves him or whatever. I don't know. But Dr. Light being a villain, the way they're utilizing that character is awesome. Deathstroke so far has been awesome. The teases that we've gotten in this season for all of the different plans it seems they're going to kind of shoot for are very large. So this is, listen, when this first season came out, it was like the, the launch show for the DC streaming service, and it was really good. I really loved it, genuinely. And I told you guys last year, like, you need to check it out, you need to check it out. But now I'm reiterating to the nth degree, this show was absolutely stellar mind-blowingly good sure some of the effects aren't perfect sure it it can be a little dark and and it can like really bring your mood down because there's a lot of dark themes they deal with but the storytelling is so good the story they're trying to convey is really good and i cannot wait to see where we go with titans in the future uh you know to just speak on that we're, we're entering a phase now of time where there's so many amazing shows to watch. Recently, I re- I've been re-watching with the girls. We've been re-watching Breaking Bad, you know? And we did a retrospective episode 26 or 27 forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, 200 and some odd episodes ago. We did a retrospective on Breaking Bad and how great that show is. And, you know, the El Camino trailer just recently dropped, and it seems to be taking place minutes after the event happens with um, with Walt and the machine gun in the back of the trunk of the car in the finale of Breaking Bad. Jesse's in the El Camino. He's in the middle of nowhere, and he's just crying listening to this report. And it's the report of a horrific scene where nine males were found shot to death by the way of some high-caliber automatic gun that was in the, attached to the back of a trunk and all this stuff. So, like, it just throws you right into it. You know, they're definitely going to be playing the cat and mouse of, will they find Jesse Pinkman? What will he say? What will he do? What is the end result? Will we see any of the um, White family? Will we see Walter make any kind of cameo appearance because he's not actually dead? Who knows? I don't know. Undetermined. But... Breaking Bad, man, it's, it's it's just one of those shows that because it can tackle the tough themes, because it can uh, really just get right in your face with all these hard truths that the world presents people, uh, it does a really, really great job of keeping you captivated. And I think the same can be said for Titans. Not to say that it's the same caliber of show because it's still a superhero drama. It still has that kind of, you know... You're going to have fight sequences. You're going to have the mystery sequences. You're, you know, you kind of know some of the formula. But they do a good job of mixing it up, keeping you confused, keeping you not sure what exactly the bigger picture is or the bigger play is, you know. And, uh, you know, to talk more on Titans, I would really love to see the guy that played Kid Flash. Uh, I can't think of his name. I'm, I'm, I'm sucking right now for some reason. He played Kid Flash in CW. I would love to see him join the Titans. In like season three. I think that'd be a totally awesome move. And I think they could bring in more new Titans. This is, this show is going to be allowed. It's going to allow them to filter through. I mean, at some point this season, I think we get Cyborg 
joins this version of Titans, and that's awesome. So uh, I cannot wait for this season. There's only, what, seven episodes left because there's only ten to the season. So we only got seven weeks left of the show. Uh, I probably will only be filling you guys in more about this when Tyler's not on, only because he's not seen it and out of respect for him because I do believe he would really love this show. And if you're listening to this and you're like, Nate, you just spoiled the majority. I didn't really spoil. I mean, I kind of gave you the synopsis. I told you a lot of the plots and kind of how things line up. But to see it play out, to see the moments, to see all the crazy twists and turns they bring you and how they how they can visually gri- uh, grip you. Uh, is phenomenal. They do a really, really great job, you know. And to, and to talk on the CW shows, you know, we're inter- we're entering. It's almost time. The CW shows are about to kick back up, and here we are. We're doing Crisis on Infinite Earths this season. It's the end of Arrowverse, at least because it's the end of Arrow. Arrow's only going to get like an eight or ten episode mini season, half season or whatever. Oliver Queen will probably be leaving or make an ultimate sacrifice play. But with all those things considered, is there a point now that they're going to be doing Crisis on Infinite Earths? Could there be a point where the Titans are teased and maybe there's a bridging of the gap in those worlds? Now, I know I know what you're thinking. You're like, no, they're not going to do a show where it's paid content versus the free shit. The free shit on TV is really, really good, but they're not going to sell people on the paid. I think they could. I think there are enough characters and there's enough interesting things happening in Titans that if you were to play them out into the bigger universe, play them into having some involvement with Flash where, you I mean, they, they already have aliens in, in Titans. A speedster is not a big deal. I mean, Donna Troy is kind of a speedster with her super speed because of her um, Themyscarian heritage. I think I said that right. Uh, but, you know... The shows that we have DC producing are so good. And they're so far and above their movie universe. My curious question comes to, will we ever get the shift? Will we ever get? And and maybe we have a little bit. You know, we talked last week a little bit about um, the Suicide Squad movie coming out and how they have an amazing cast and not to get too attached to anybody because lots of people are probably going to die really fast because James Gunn's got a trigger finger. You've given him a movie called The Suicide Squad for fuck's sakes where all these people have chips in their heads. He's going to get a little trigger happy. It's going to be a good way to tell a good story too. You know, kill a bunch of people and tell a good story. That's James Gunn's motto, I guess. (laughs) So uh, you guys have seen uh, Slither, I hope, or Super or the Belko experiment. That was fucked up. Anyways, uh, but I just, I want to see there come a day where all in all, DC's just killing it. Their TV is so good. If they would have put as much trust into their movie verse as they have their TV verse, honestly, if and this is just my honest opinion, DC would give Marvel an easy run for their money because they're a little grittier. Yeah, the grittier is great, and you can buy into the gritty a little bit, and it's not so always happy ending. But they're just not, they're not brave enough, I think, to take those risks because they don't know that the larger masses are going to buy in. And I'm here to say, as a fan of comics and as a fan of the medium of superheroes, gritty is good and different is good. I feel if DC had the same movie verse as Marvel that 
I don't, maybe nothing would change. I don't know. But the fact that they have a TV verse that's so much better and superior to Marvel's currently, we haven't got to the Disney Plus side of things, which is going to be like, you, you thought Titans was the shit. Here's Falcon and Arrow or, or, or <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know? Uh, and, and, and that show could be totally fucking mind blowing. And those are only six episode seasons. So there's a lot to be said and to talk about that pre-orders are officially live for Disney plus. Yeah. Right now you can start sign up six ninety nine a month, get yourselves together and pre-ordered and ready to take in day one, November 12th of 2019, the first day of Disney plus, uh, you'll be able to have it if you pre-order it now you can get it for a year for 70 bucks or seven bucks a month which means you get two months free if you buy a year just so you know so you save like 14 dollars uh and of course that's just for disney plus there's gonna have they're gonna have packages that are with hulu plus they're gonna have packages that are with hulu and espn plus so and we've talked about those ad nauseum so I think we're in an interesting time here. You've got Netflix that's still trying to get you know, stay on their feet. They're going to be coming with more original content. Everyone is telling me, as far as TV shows, I need to watch The Boys. I need to watch The Umbrella Academy. I need to watch The Boys. I need to watch The Umbrella Academy. I plan on it. I just haven't done it yet. But I will be hopefully doing it very, very, very soon. Anyways, so... I forgot to mention this. We were talking about Suicide Squad a few minutes ago, and I totally spaced it, but they fucking got rid of their whole cast. Every single person in the cast quit, and every single person in the cast has been replaced by one person, shockingly, as Tommy Wiseau uh, posted on Twitter the other day a picture of the Suicide Squad uh, announcement that had come out with all the names of the people playing all these characters, and instead they're all replaced with Tommy Wiseau's name every single time. 100% of the time. And uh, James Gunn actually responded to Tommy Wiseau saying, I didn't know I signed on for a clump sort of deal. You know, like like at Christmas of the Clumps and everything with Eddie Murphy. Uh, so yeah, man, Tommy Wiseau, I think would make, I, I really do think that somebody should give him like um, a fan-made movie where they do a Joker and have him do it and like not try to make him Joker that looks like Heath Ledger or any of the other things. His own unique take on the character and really give it to him. I really think that Tommy Wiseau, if he was given the right director behind him, like if if James Gunn got Tommy Wiseau, honestly, it could change him as an actor. You know, he might be a little exuberant and strange and bizarre and, you know, not really know how to act or not be very good, but... All in the same token, he's marketed himself to become one of like the biggest icons in movie history. So uh, it'd be funny to see if he made a little cameo in the uh, Suicide Squad movie. But, uh, you know, I don't really know if we have anything else to really talk about as far as Marvel or DC. I mean, this past weekend it was Batman Day. Did celebrate Batman Day. And all over the all over the world in different countries and different cities, there were Batman um, bat signals shined into the sky, which is amazing uh, in honor of the character and his journey in time as a comic book character. Uh, yeah, as you guys know, Batman means a fuck ton to me. So I don't know if I really have much else today. This is a little bit of a shorter episode. Again, when Tyler's not here, we can't. Can't go balls to the walls, man, because it's just me, and I and I and I really do feed off of his energy, and I do miss him, and I can't wait to have some more podcast conversations with him. Now, I will say, 
that there are more podcasts coming up this week. You guys need to check them out. Tomorrow, Poor360. Wednesday, Adulting Ain't Easy. Thursday, Podcastrophy. Friday, The Voice of Survival. That's with me. Saturday is part two of episode 100 of Brews with Dudes. It was so big, it covered two parts over five hours worth of content there to listen to. Um, And then Sunday is Dungeons with Dudes. And then we're back at it again on Monday, folks, for a whole new cycle. So we do really genuinely appreciate you guys checking out the network and the podcast that we do for you all. As always... You guys can check out the Journey into Pod Journey into Comics podcast. I just stumbled over my words. You can check out the Journey into Comics podcast at journeyintocomics.com on the Journey into Comics network. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, Castbox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search the Journey into Comics network on those various platforms. Also, go to patreon.com. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to all of you. Your $1 can help change our network and your one dollar will be appreciated if you give us a dollar for early access or exclusive content we're going to start shouting you out that's a new thing right now i'm telling you if you give us any any pledges on our patreon at patreon.com backslash journey into comics we are going to shout your name out here every week on the show if you've got something that you want to advertise we'll advertise it here for you i don't care we need your dinero We want to grow this thing even bigger, and we're on the precipice, folks. All right, well, I want to thank you guys so much for checking out Journey into Comics 262. The Titans are back, bitches! I have been your host, Nate, and as always, I'm encouraging you to pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys.